Have you ever just had something that you read or heard and it just kind of shook you up a little bit? Yeah, well, that's where we're going today because I don't have that often, but on rare occasion, I do. And yeah, we're just going to deep dive. We're going there today. Yeah, I'm going to leave you right there with that little bit of mystery. Make sure you come back. See you in a minute. How are you liking the podcast so far? We are loving it. And can I just tell you, it's a lot easier to do than I thought it would ever be. First of all, with Anchor, it's free. They have their own creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer, which I love. And yes, I do use both. They even distribute the podcast on various platforms. I mean, we are now on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, and many more. And did I tell you that you can make money from your podcast too? Mm-hmm, you can, and with minimum listenership. Doesn't that sound like everything you need to make a podcast? And it's all in one place. Isn't that so cool? So what are you waiting for? All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, goddess. Are you the proud owner of a Black-owned and operated business? Cool. We'd love to talk to you about being a featured guest during one of our Boom segments. Yep, Boom. Black-owned and operated movement. If you're interested, please send me an email or text with boom as the subject. Email me at slaywithtrey at gmail.com or text me at 702-323-8080. So Trey is just going to be short, sweet, and to the point. That's all we ever really need anyway. Enjoy. Everything we come across in our life has value and can be essential to our journey. They can be tangible or intangible, physical or metaphysical. Every human being Every living organism has value. Our dreams, our thoughts, our feelings, emotions, and every experience too. So all of it, all of it carries meaning. The experiences we have over a lifetime are there to shape us, to mold us, to teach us, to strengthen us in some way, shape, or form. These experiences, despite their degree of difficulty, arise to prepare us for the dynamic being we are created to be. You are the designated MVP of your life. You are here for the purposes of expressing and imparting your creative genius to the world. Remember, divinity is you. 
because you are first and foremost a divine being. You are more divine than you are physical. Own it as part of your truth. Keep it in the forefront of your mind and know that as you do, you are basking in positivity. You are basking in love, light, life, and truth. You are basking in the future you want, the life you want, the love you want. Know that you will have it. You will have it. As you do profess that intention and manifestation are yours. A few years back, I came across the quote by Dr. Angela Davis. And every time I read it, I thank her for conveying and sharing such profound yet simplistic thoughts and life-changing words of wisdom, which I have loved from the time I ate of its fruit and now live by its truth to this very day. I'm telling you, I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I am changing the things I cannot accept, Dr. Angela Davis. I am on a mission to no longer accept the bullshit I cannot change. At the same time, I am changing the bullshit that is no longer acceptable to me. How about you? As for me, I cannot change anyone else's view of me. Actually, their view of me is none of my business anyway. I cannot change how others run their businesses, live their lives, or how they choose to deal with others. At the same time, I cannot accept mediocrity, lack, unhappiness, negativity, or low vibrational energies. I cannot accept that I am not completely happy, healthy, whole, and free in every area of my life. For these reasons, I am changing everything that does not resonate with my heart's truest desires. Are you with me, goddess? Today, we are going to give honor to the badass goddess, Angela Davis. I'm talking about Dr. Angela Davis, mother, whether she gave birth or not, auntie, sister, daughter, friend, professor, activist, advocate, leader, visionary. Yep, all of that, all of that. My favorite quote of hers is, I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I am changing the things I cannot accept. That for me, when it first crossed my path, it too came through my newsfeed. And I couldn't stop reading it. I think at the time I just read it over and over and over again. And it was just like, wow, this is some phenomenal shit right here. It was just one of those things for me that was life changing. And that, there's not many things that cross my path like that, that I have that type of reaction to. So I just wanted to put it out there that I absolutely love and adore this goddess and uh, thank you for your words of love, of wisdom, of knowledge and understanding over the years just has been um, phenomenal. But these right here, I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I am changing the things I cannot accept.
let's get into it, y'all. Let's just get into it. Because I could go on and on. Let's just, let's get into it. I feel like 50 is fire. Time for the reinvention and rebirth of self. It's about everything we want and nothing we don't. We're putting the hustle down so we can flow into our glow, living the goddess life of wisdom as only we can. Cause laugh or life at 50 is not just meant to be lived, baby. It is meant to be slayed. In honor of the fearlessness of the badass goddess, Angela Davis, who just had her 76th birthday on January 26th. Yay, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Angela. Happy birthday. <laughs> Mr. birthday. Oh, Mrs. Davis, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Right. <laughs> Get it right. Right. Yeah. Um, so the 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 quote that kind of um, caused me to pivot and make some different decisions about what I was doing in my life was this one. It came across like on a social media feed and girl, I typed it up and I put it everywhere. I hung it on the mirror in the bathroom. I put it, you know, next to my Prince clock on the wall. I was just like, it was just that thing that was like, girl, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> okay. So, and the quote is, I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I am changing the things I cannot accept. Okay. Preach. Well, well first, first off, when, when I first heard that, it resonated with me because my favorite prayer is the serenity prayer, which is the total opposite of that. You know, <laughs> God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Mm -hmm. So I had to sit for a minute with that. And I was thinking about that, and she right. You know, so why do I have to accept the things that I cannot change? And so that, it just, it put a big smile on my face. And, um, to think about that, right? Because that was the whole, like the whole thing when I'm really, really lost, the serenity prayer is one of those things. I, now I've never been in AA, but right. <laughs> the serenity prayer was one of those things like that helped me take a step back and say, Hey, everything is not your issue. Everything is not yours to fix. Separate the things that you don't need to deal with. But on a personal level, um, I took it as she meant the things that are within your circle, why are you accepting some things instead of just changing them? Mm -hmm. And the thing that came to my mind was fear. And so fear has a lot of levels to it. Like people afraid of people or afraid of things, things like that. I've never had that kind of issue, you know, things like that. But I think um, deep, deep inside, it's like a fear of failure. Those kind of things, it's, it's been there. Although I cannot really put my finger on anything that I failed at. I've always been the type of person that say I'm good at whatever I do. And I take pride in that. But reason being is if it's something that I can't do, I just don't do it. Or if I'm not good at it, I move on to the 
16. So I'm good at everything that I do because I make sure that I am. And if I want to be better at something, I just keep doing it. So for me, I don't fail at anything. So people can take that a couple of ways, but I just feel like I'm good at whatever I put my hands on because I make sure that I'm going to continue to do it until I get better at it. So I think that it's always been this fear in the back of my mind that um, I would stop trying things or stop doing things because of failure. So that was the thing that I would say with, that's within me that I would not accept anymore. Like that's something that I can change that I have total control over that regardless of what it is, that um, not to have that fear of something because I think that I may fail, fail at it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got you. Yeah. Um, I was reading this article that was talking about women and that most of us won't apply for a job how we think differently about it, about work than men. And most of us as women, we won't apply for a job unless we know that we can at least do 60% of that job without failing. Mm. Um, where men, that's none of their thinking. Like they're not, they don't go about it that way. Mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting. I, I, I found interesting, and I don't know where I read it, but women don't negotiate in mm. jobs. And so I know Tracy and I had that conversation years back and we just like, what the hell asked for it? All they could do is say no. And right. women tend not to do that. And when I look early on in my career for anything, and I worked at all type of jobs and retail and food service and healthcare. And it's always like, oh, okay, that's the job. And it pays what? And I get what? Okay. But mm. as I got a little older, it's like, Oh, that's what you're offering? Okay, mm -hmm. this is what I want. And we'll find somewhere in between or we'll figure something else out. And I found out that women tend not to do that at all. Right. And when I mm -hmm. talk to other women, it just it doesn't even cross their mind to say, to oh, well, let's let's negotiate for a job. Like they just like, oh, that's what it pays. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, is that what you want? Well, mm -hmm. that's what the job pays. Let, okay, let well, me put this out there too. Because this has happened um, be, because of, you know, who I am. I'm like, no, if you paying them that, I deserve this. And in trying to teach other people that same thing, like people have come to me, even, you know, one of our colleagues, we were trying to help with that. Right. But what happens is because women have not traditionally negotiated, when you step up and you ask for something different, Sometimes they don't know how to take that. Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, oh, well, this is what the job pays. It's like, no, that's not what I asked you for. Mm -hmm. And you know, like me, like I was um, once, remember when Huron closed and I did that whole thing, trying to go work in a community clinic, which I had done previously, right, right. went for the interview. Everything's great. We see you in leadership. We see you doing A, B, C, D, GFZ, like I'm like, oh, okay. And so I'm like, I need the GFZ money then. You're paying them right. the GFZ money. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I gave them documentation, uh, research of, of research and all of these things that I have done. Mm -hmm. 
And they still said, well, no, this is what that pays. And they expected me to say yes. They had already started booking people on my schedule. And I was like, sorry, I'm not going to be able to take that position at this rate. Should you change your mind? Call me back. Mm-hmm. And I had, to, I had to walk away from that. And people mm-hmm. were like, what the hell? This, you're tripping. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not tripping. They tripping. Because mm-hmm. I know my worth. Mm-hmm. You know? So and what they don't... Oh, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I'm just going to say it's, it's sad that that... It, it's it, sad. it has to go there. And they don't even... They don't even consider anything else. And it's not always monetary. What about right. can I have two more days of vacation or what about not have anything it doesn't always have to equate to dollars you know Mm -hmm. when you negotiate when when, whenever and i might be giving something away i'm telling you whenever i go to a new job i always have a vacation built in hey me too right (laughs) now and that's that's a trick that i tell everybody and i I tell my children that too when you start a new job you know off the bat you're not going to get any days off so when i go in and they decide that they want to hire me i'm like look i have a vacation or i have a trip that's already scheduled and it could be five months out so the week of such and such i won't be here so i Mm -hmm. need to know i'm going to have these two weeks off or this week off whatever it is and you almost need that anyway so What's the problem? For the adjustment. For right. the adjustment. Mm-hmm. And just built it in and built it in. Mm-hmm. And that's for your own sanity. Exactly. And usually employers or whoever it is, they shouldn't have a problem with that because you weren't there anyway, unless there's some big deadline. Or, I mean, I can work up until then. I can do whatever I need to get done for that. But just build it in. But nobody thinks to negotiate those kind of things mm-hmm. ahead of time. Very and so, true. like I said, if it, it can't translate into the extra dollars there, find something else that will equate to a part of your worth and make it work for you. It's all about working for you. That's how I look at it. Yeah. No, I was just listening to what you were saying about that. Um, And I think for the most part, I have built in a vacation, but I was just like, and really when you're working, when you first start out with a new company and whatever role you're in, like you do need to step away just to like regroup, like what's happening here? Like what changes do I want to make? Because when you first go in, you're learning about that company. So after about 90 days, 120 days, you do need to step back and see like, okay, now what, you know? Yeah. You know what it is. We got to pause for the calls one more time. Hey, goddess. Are you the proud owner of a Black-owned and operated business? Cool. We'd love to talk to you about being a featured guest during one of our Boom segments. Yep, Boom. Black-owned and operated movement. If you're interested please send me an email or text with boom as the subject. Email me at slaywithtrey at gmail.com or text me at 702-323-8080. And we're back. I do like this quote. I think that there's so many things that that I can think about that I 
don't accept, you know, um, but have I really started working towards changing, you know, like Tracy, you took that leap, you know, like, I think for me, I'm still in the developmental stages, like, okay, what does this look like for me if I took a leap and what would that entail? Or even so, if I so was doing can it I ask you, Can I ask you the question differently then? Yeah. So after hearing that quote, what ideas or thoughts has it triggered for you that make you want to look at the things you are no longer accepting and the things that you want to change? Well, I think that they've already been triggered, you know, mm -hmm. so prior to hearing the quote, the trigger was already there. Right. I think it's more about um, uh, probably a lot along the lines of what Kay is, Katie is saying is about um, that fear of what this looks like successfully on the other side. Uh, we were talking about this the other day. When you're having a baby, you just had the baby. You know, mm -hmm. you are not like thinking like, oh my God, it, it was, is the baby going to have brown hair? No. Once you're at the point where they say push, the baby's coming out, you just, you can't go back from there. Where um, when, when we're birthing something into the world that is uh, life-changing for us, life-changing for other people, we have time to think about it. You know, there is no labor pain pushing that baby out, you know? Did that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I get it. So what I'm thinking I'm gonna is... I'm going to answer the question, that's all. <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but yeah, it didn't answer the question. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, and maybe... Sometimes it's yeah. just so much, like she said. Sometimes it's just so many things and your mind just think of so many like things. Right now, I'm going to tell you this. Right now, if you walked in here and said, listen, Patty, um, I have your salary for the next three years and an extra $300,000. What do you want to do? I would be like, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to create a marketing plan. I'm going to start going into the... Um, into the jails. I'm going to build a coaching program into helping people get out. I'm going to give them a place to live. They're going to build the next house. One of those people are going to own that house. Um, so people are going to earn, learn tangible skills and they're going to have a place to live and they can get therapy because I'm a licensed social worker. You know, like I would, I wouldn't have the parameters all figured out, but I would know exactly what I wanted to do. So I guess the thing for me is that I'm letting money get in the way that was the biggest thing for me. And it took like five years for me to figure out how to work around it and let my guard down regarding money mm -hmm. because it was my driving force. Like how do you prepare yourself to leave a job? And the one thing that men get that women don't is you go in with an exit strategy. I had heard that forever. I didn't know what the hell it meant. It's like, okay, I plan to leave. That's the show. I, what strategy? <laughs> but it wasn't until I, I made the decision. When we got back from Hawaii and I was like, oh my God, all of my finances have shifted to a point where I can save my money for the next six months. I can double my um, 
all of my bills and everything, pay them, have a little extra money, and I could take six months off of work. I was like, wow, okay. Oh, that's an exit strategy. Now, I didn't have a continued financial strategy, but <laughs> so I ended up going back to work. But then I knew that it had to have. After having six months off. Right. But I figured it out before this. I figured it out like six months ahead of time. But it might be more than that for you or somebody else that's trying to do the same thing. Okay, what can I do? And so what I ended up doing too is I was like, how can I save more money? So I started getting rid of, you know, all these little stupid three and five dollar monthly subscriptions. And I was like, "Mm -mm." just start clearing your plate. And you're doing that stuff now for yourself. Right. So that can be like now to me is a great time for you to start thinking about what that plan is. You, you gave yourself a year already. Right. So within that year's time, what can you do for yourself Mm -hmm. so that you can be that one that says, I am no longer accepting that bullshit. Mm -hmm. I'm on this shit over here. Yeah. So when it comes to myself, like right now, so I can say like, there's certain things I'm not going to accept in a relationship. And that's what mm-hmm. kind of propelled me to the place I'm going, where I'm going to give myself this year to just focus on me financially, what I want to have in the bank, um, how I want to be able to take care of myself. And I even started th- thinking about other ways that I could monetize so that I don't have to continue to work this hard because I am, so my managers are the managers who sit in their office all day and kind of come up with planning and structuring and da 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 da. Well, I'm the on the floor manager. I'm the middle manager. So mm-hmm. I'm my next thing is I want to be able to be in a position where I'm not working as hard because I can plan and coordinate all day long. Like and and that's fine. But I want to get off at five. I want to have a normal life. And and until I start my own thing, um, I don't want to continue to work this hard part that I'm working. Mm-hmm. I'm the deliverer of the bad news and the good news and the changes and the, you know, and I'm working really hard to accomplish something that some other people are getting done by just telling me what they want done. Right. So I'm, that's something that I'm like, okay, mm, no, I'm no longer accepting that either. So right. how do I get from here to the next place? So there's quite a few things happening. I think that's why I was stunned by the, the, the quote. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, on the money front, this is what I'm doing here. On, you know, what I'm going to accept in my relationships, this is what I'm doing here. On what I'm going to accept with how I work and where I work, that's what I'm doing here. Like, I feel like if I'm going to work this hard, I want to have something in my own name, you know? Right. Okay. I I kind of went somewhere with that. I don't know. No, I mean, it's (laughs) right. (laughs) I don't mind our conversations veering off because it actually makes us think about other things. And then it's like, wow. So while you're talking or while Kay's talking, I'm like, oh man, that made me think about Mm -hmm. this, you know? So I think it's fine. Yeah. Writing notes down the last time we was talking, but I left my glasses in the other room. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's some, some bullshit. Right. It's I can't see at 50. <laughs> Man. Right. right. <laughs> That's the bullshit for real. Like, oh, what? I, I actually, I, I lately have been getting a desire to want to sit in that seat in a, in a company, like get that executive director or that CEO position. Um, but it's that I know, like, when I look at my boss, I know that I have at least 50 to 60% of his skill set. Mm-hmm. There's this hidden part that I don't know, like the b- good old boys club that they're not right. telling you, like, they're not letting you in on they that part. They you know that secret. Right, mm-hmm. right. But I think I could get to it. You know I, what I mean? I, I could get to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I want to give it a shot. I want to see what happens. I think that that's a great goal for you. Um, what I see is it one would give you the confidence that you can step out and run your own business because when you're at that level, that is what you're doing. You're running their business for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so, for instance, when I was doing the nursing program manager thing, that's all I did. I'm like, I'm just running these people business, really. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody else is in here. I mean, it's the few people in the office, the dean, the associate dean, and the, the three program managers, and we just running and doing it all. And I said, um, if I can do that for them, I can definitely do it for me. Mm-hmm. And that kind of is what gave me the confidence uh, to just step up and be like, oh my God, you know what? Mm-mm. I'm smarter than that. I'm worth more than what you're paying me. Mm-hmm. I'm doing more than mm-hmm. the role calls for. And this mm-hmm. is us all the time, right? It's not just me. All day, all day long. All day long, every day, twice on mm-hmm. Sunday. So, right. <laughs> so I'm just saying, go for it. Go for yeah. it. And if that's what you feel like you need, or, and you feel like that's something that's going to help you um, in your future. Like if you had said something else, I probably would have said, you know, uh, no, that just sounds like something crazy. And you know, I will, but uh-huh. I think that that's a good idea. Yeah. I think for me, it's more of like when we were talking about the invisible barriers, mm-hmm. like, first of all, um, I want to show that that barrier can be shattered, like completely, like beyond the shame, but also intangible accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Um, so beyond, the, so the invisible and the visible, like I want people to see that there is something that you can put your hands on, regardless of what your experiences have been. Now, I didn't come out the gate like that. It took me till this minute to start <laughs> like having that taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And so... Now, the difference is, you know, I, other people can come out the gate like that if that's what you want to do. So um, there's a lot of things that I kind of accepted in my mind. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, you can't be that, you know, and that's not the truth. And I think subconsciously in my own like fear or less than thinking, I was like, oh, maybe, I, you know, no, I'm not that but I am able to do that. I'm able to do anything that any other human being has done. There you go. 
Mm-hmm. And so, and you know what, Patty? I think that you could do your ministries, your job, your, not your jobs, your businesses without going that route. But sometimes we need that extra boost just to know. And so if you feel like that's what you need so that you can know, just go there and don't get stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell the kids, um, anything that you do, you use it as a step, not a crutch. Don't get, you know, stuck on those crutches. Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm. you know, so if it's a step you need to take, then by all means mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like, that's how I feel right now. Now, of course, you know, knowing me, it could change. You know, mm-hmm. I could I could surpass that thought and come to the determination like, oh, I don't need to do this to do this. But right now that's there, you know? That's where you are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So you're changing some things you can't accept? Yeah, yeah. Because I use the example I use, but actually like in reality, I don't have, I can't really say unless, you know, correct me because you know some things about me too, but I can't say that I have anything concrete that I don't accept that I need to change mm-hmm. or I haven't given it like an in-depth thought. Yeah. That's always because- great to say, no, I don't think that's true. Cause yeah. okay. after coming up out of AH, <laughs> you had that mindset there. Yeah. Oh, this is bullshit. I'm not, I can't deal with this. I'm not going to be dealing with this. And you, you, before you could say, I'm up out this bitch, everything went to hell in a handbasket. But you had already put out into the universe that you was done with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And before so, I could work my plan, before right. I could work my plan, I, I, I did feel like the rug was snatched right. under me before mm-hmm. I could work my plan, but the, the other thing in your now that you cannot accept, accept is your lack of funds. You don't like that bullshit. And so you number, are changing that's it. One. That's my number one. Why that's it, everybody's number one. I, think that I don't even consider. So aside from walking into the bank and just walking out with bags and bags full of money, like that's something that I don't feel that, oh, I'm not accept. I can't change because that's not a uh, like that's not a mindset that at least I don't feel like it's that's not, a mindset. See, that's I don't feel like it's like so much just a mindset. It's an action. It's something that you are doing. Yeah, I can automatically. Also- so you don't look at it like I'm looking at. Like I look at it like, oh, you like, oh, fuck this shit. Let me um, let me do this, 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 and this. That's <laughs> and I think that's just our mentality. Like, period. From you know, always like, oh, I'm gonna always tie my hand and something because that's just why because i'm not accepting this day-to-day bullshit right so i feel like i don't have anything i don't feel like there's anything that is like okay i'm not accepting anymore so now i'm changing it like so yeah i don't feel like that like that's nothing like i said somebody getting me writing me a big check or anything like that i don't feel like there's anything so about the money right so i went so far as Cause I have a whole storage room that I pay a hundred and fifty five dollars a month for uh, to store a bunch of things that I have. Like I thrift and just it's crazy, right? 
So initially I went thrifting and I was like, oh, I'm going to get these 200 items at 50% off and I'm going to resell them. And I had got so like, oh, it's not working. It was hit or miss or whatever. But now I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a $12 profit off of 200 items every two weeks. And that's going to give me $2,400. That's what I'm going to do. And I, because I'm just determined that some money is going to come from somewhere else and I have everything I need to make a little, make some more money. And if I'm consistent, then I can start working towards this six months on and six months off or whatever, you know, because mm-hmm. we live in a world where people find value in stuff that you might not find value in. You know, Absolutely, if I yeah. would have caught on to this when I started buying secondhand clothes 30 years ago, I, I might be a billionaire right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. I don't know. I just threw that in. I don't know where, where we was at. I heard money. And no, I- it's, it's the same <laughs> thing. And I think, I think the way that it's worded, that maybe it doesn't seem like there's this thing that you have to change, but we're always changing. We're always, you know, evolving and growing. And so the thing that came to my mind was, you know, when, when things are a certain way and we know it's like, you know what, I'm not putting up with that shit. Then an intention comes. And so then there's intention and manifestation. So I think you just in intention mode. I'm intending for this, 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 and this to happen. And, right, you know, I'm gonna do my part. The universe gonna do its part, and we're gonna manifest mm-hmm. some things. So. But you're exactly right. Like last year, I was, and I do feel like it was a situation like that where it's like, okay, I can't. This is no longer acceptable. I would have had a really good, mm-hmm. a, a long story for that, mm-hmm. and it just panned itself out. And usually, there's a relationship story. There's always a relationship story for that. Like, okay, right. at some point can't do this anymore mm-hmm. like so yeah but to me to unless you're at your optimal place it's like oh i'm not accepting that bullshit i'm yeah. not accepting yeah. this it's not. So, yeah yeah so i feel like we're just kind of always in that state and i just I, love the way that she phrased that i love it off of the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. yeah i see your face patty what you trying to say or what you got no, in your I, head no 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 i just I mean, this one was definitely, this conversation, number one, was definitely needed. And number two, um, I'm wondering, like, my thought was, I wonder if we need to revisit this, but it sounds like KB is kind of like, I'm already in this place. Like, I, I am changing the things I can't accept. I don't, I think for me, I'm just, I'm just starting to venture into the things that I can't accept. Now I hear a baby. I know. So um, that doesn't mean we can't revisit it. I mean, I think that's what makes for a good conversation. So Mm -hmm. because we are all in different places in our lives. Mm -hmm. So it Mm -hmm. gives a different perspective. Mm -hmm. I wake up for two days and be like, oh my God, I didn't even realize Mm -hmm. that I'm going through some bullshit, you know, until we talk about Mm -hmm. it. So no, I think that it's always worth revisiting if it resonates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what I was thinking. Like, I think what happened was this was like, like you, we talked about the trigger has already happened, but now this is more intentional. This is more thought. This is more, we're getting more into the nooks and crannies of it. What does this look like if I actually 
um, set this intention with the idea that in six months, this is what I want to see manifested. And exactly what is that? Like kind of pushing that, what I can accept mm -hmm. to a more, something we can see more visibly in the future. Because what we're doing is we're trying to teach people about how this self-love alters their life. And I also think that if I'm, if I'm doing it and I'm in the action of it, it then, then I become a witness and a testifier to what we're actually saying, you know? That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Work it. That's my final thought. That's my final thought. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it from Patty's place. <laughs> and so it shall be. Right. Um, these are my words, and I what? have spoken. Oh, we didn't know that. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> Period. Point blank. Done. <laughs> Dang, it's break time again. Be right back. Hi, it's Tracy King, life midwife, women's health nurse practitioner, creator of Lola Labor of Love Academy, and now author of Now I Slay Me, a guide to omnipotent self-love. You already know I am a huge advocate for empowering women to empower themselves. There is nothing more satisfying to me than assisting you along your rebirth journey as you unleash the goddess within and begin to live your life out loud and on purpose. That's what Now I Slay Me is all about. Order your copy today at slaywithtray.com. And we're back for the finale. Okay. Girl, you got you got me like now I can't even go to sleep and I don't know no. if I can go to top golf. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just love that. And um the thing about it for me is that it's coming back around. You know, mm -hmm. so five years ago, what was it that I could not accept and that caused me to make all of these changes in my life? And now mm -hmm. It's like, okay, is there something going on within my life right now? KB, ask yourself that one too. Is there something going on within my life right now or that's not going on that I might want to make some changes? You know, I might want to switch some things up. Do I want to be in a relationship? Um, what do I want my business to look like? How many more books do I want to write? You know, like, I don't know. I think it's just part of the process. And at this point in time, I think enjoying the process has to be part of it. If I don't enjoy the process, then what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? I think enjoying just um, the process, life or whatever. I think that's a big part for me now because I'm not in a rush for anything. Right. <laughs> I'm Sorry. A selfish thing right now. It's like whatever I want to do, I will do it in my own time. And I really don't care. I just really don't care any what anybody else's opinion is or what anybody else thinks. And I'll find mm -hmm. a way. And so, and I'm sure you've been through that. Like people around me are having a really hard time with that. 
And so they don't understand. I'm just like, okay, it it'll, it it will work itself out. So at this point, it's just it's. Um, and but either you'll get it or you won't. Or you won't. And I've always <laughs> been the type of person really not caring about what other people think, but now it's just really putting itself to the test. Yeah. So at this point, it's just it seems like more of a selfish kind of journey, more of a me kind of journey. Mm-hmm. And so it my should be. Are purely based on. It should be. You don't have any babies anymore. Yeah, they're purely based on what I want when I want it and how I want it. And that's, that's right. How it's been. Mm-hmm. And they may not make sense to people around me, but that's, that's okay. They'll come to understand. Or not. Or at least accept. They're okay. gonna have to accept it because you're not gonna give right. them any other choice. They're gonna have to accept it. <laughs> right. So that's gonna wrap it up for the Laugh Out Loud podcast today. But before we step up out of here, I wanna know. Inquiring minds wanna know, specifically mine, you know. I just wanna know, did you resonate with Angela Davis's quote? I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I am changing the things I cannot accept. I just want to know, did you resonate with it? And if you did, what is it that you are kind of just accepting right now that probably needs to change? Yeah, I just want to know. Oh my goodness, we had so much fun. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Laugh Out Loud as much as we did. Feel free to send us a message or leave a question for the Kitty Box. We may just feature your question on one of our upcoming Kitty Calls and Cocktail segments. Yep, we love you all so much and hope to see you soon. <laughs>